Hi, I'm John. And I'm Colin. And I'm Bubbles Seatbelt. This is Hold Up. This is the show where we talk about movies from long ago and not so long ago and see if they hold up. People don't believe in God so much as they choose not to believe in nothing. You want to kill me? But you can't. People say they want to know the truth. But what they really want to know is that they already know the truth. And the truth is... That we all want to hear that theme so song. So cue the theme song. Cue the theme song. God. Oh, it is a toolbox. I want you to pretend it's a baby. Pretend it's bubble. Okay. Now this is your chance to hold on tight to save him. Okay. Hold on to bubble. Hide as you can. Pray to God to give you the strength to save your baby. Something's not right. I gave you a child. It was your job to keep him safe. All right. We're going back. We always go back. <laughs> we do always go back, don't we? We're going to watch, and we did watch, and now we're going to talk about Fearless. Jet Li's battle against the King Dynasty at the birth of the Republic in this 2006 that epic. That sound right. Oh wait! That doesn't fearless, sound right? right? We watched Fearless, did we? We did. Um. Mm, oh no, we're going down. We're crashing. No wait, that's Jeff Bridges' plane. Because we're actually in 1993 now, and we're doing Peter Weir directed Jeff Bridges headlining Fearless. Yeah, there was another Fearless with Jet Li, but. So basically, this movie um, kind of flew under the radar. This was not a big budget. Uh, well, I mean, the budget of ninety three would have been medium, medium level, I guess, about twenty million. But this did not rake in anything, anything impressive at the box office. Only seven came big back. Portion of that's got to be cast. Well. Um, yeah, for the cost of the movie, I mean, Jeff Bridges, Isabella Rosalini, Rosie Perez, who was nominated for an Oscar for her performance in this movie, Tom Hulse, which you will remember from Amadeus, Amadeus, Amadeus fame. Yeah, Amadeus, which we might put on the list. Put it on the list. What do you mean, might? You got to put that on the list. We got to put it on. Uh, and John Tutoro, as well as Benicio Del Toro. Oh, they're the Del Toro brothers. Uh, close enough. <laughs> John Del Toro. <laughs> Close it's John Turturro, not Del Toro. <laughs> John Del Toro. Man, it's not usually Colin correcting on the names. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. Because Colin didn't um, smoke any weed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Nice. Catching it all. too late to solve that. Catching shit. So it's not, it's not completely surprising if you've not heard of this movie, but certainly you've heard of Peter Weir. Um, Master you know, Commander Gallipoli going way back Witness, Dead Show. Poet Society The Truman Show Yeah, Master and Commander and like the, the more I think Master and Commander is maybe one of Peter Weir's Last ones Because he's not really directing right now He did one anymore. called The Way Back In 2010 was the last Last directorial Credit that I see Okay, yeah, came back There you go um, so he has some chops for sure. Master and Commander uh, is just a really, really good movie in my opinion. Yeah, so. I remember liking too. Gallipoli too. Like, and that's yeah, Mel Gibson, back. one of Mel yeah. Gibson's first. Yeah, he's like, should... it's a, about the Australians in the war, and he's that's fucking right. total Aussie at that point still. The, the Truman Show is so different from all of these things too. It's very simple. The way he directed it was simply, and uh, he, he's definitely diverse. A lot of his movies don't. What you wouldn't associate them with him? Yeah, no, I think I would just say competent, right? It, I don't, I don't know that he has a particular style that I'm familiar with. Yeah, he's just but good. Like, I mean, this Master movie is Commanders. directed very well. Yeah. Sorry, John. What's it about? Yeah. Oh, fearless. This guy, he's like, I can't die, and so he makes other people believe that they can't die either. No, that's not really it. Um, Maxi boy was taking a short plane trip with his business partner and their plane is going down and 
this plane goes down for quite a while. So in all of the things that happen as this plane is going down, Max is pretty calm about it all. Uh, and he has a calming effect on other people. And when the plane finally eats it, because this movie gets right into it at the start with this um, unbelievably huge spectacular spec- spectacle of a plane crash which is so massive and attention grabbing and you're just like you're just in the middle of it like it's the first thing you you see when you walk in so max watch walks out pretty much unscathed he saves a couple of people directly there and we learn later he saved some other people and he kind of goes off and tries to come to grips with the amazing experience that he has had um and it includes maybe some inability to deal with the situation in any way shape or form because he keeps running away anytime anyone starts asking him questions about it he doesn't want to lie about anything uh to make more money for himself or his business partner's family um and he's very very troubled as john tutoro the airline psychiatrist finds out um so yeah can they get him back to earth um, and you know, Max is going to go around trying to save some people. Who's going to save Max? Max is not an angel. He's a Fearless. man. <clears throat> yes. I don't know why I'm doing Isabella Rossellini as, uh, as, uh, Irish, but I, know. I, pr- I prefer it. <laughs> Isabella Rossellini. So I, I really didn't think <laughs> that, uh, she did it well in Blue Velvet. <laughs> No. <laughs> it's just a very strange movie. So then I doubted Miss Rosalini's skills. Um, and then I watched her again in this movie. And you know what? I, I can say she wasn't bad in this movie, but I can also say, okay, that's, you know, fine. I, I She's think fine. it's her fault that her character comes off the way. It, I don't think her character was written to come off the way that it comes off. I think her There's performance. No makes her unlikable. I think a different actress playing that character would come off as likable, but she comes it's, off as cold, um, sadistic, calculating. No, but she's she's like, she's very uh, self-centered. Yeah, her reaction to this never is... likable with this. No, that's on. true. Like, I survived a plane crash. Yeah. She's trying to help people, and she's like, what about me? Like, she just says it. All the time, yeah, that's true. I mean, she is kind of set up, I guess, maybe as the villain or the bad guy or the conflict that against him. I mean, she yeah. goes right to it too. There's not like a soft warm up to that. No, she immediately is like, "What about me?" She to the first doctor, I think, on the first night he's home, she's like, "What about what about me? Who's going to take care of me?" Yeah, oh, and she, that she, that immediately caught me this time around. Yeah. But then considering. Considering that at the end of the movie, she's the one who convinces Rosie Perez. Uh, what's her name? Uh, um, ba-bum, ba-bum. Bubble Mom? Yeah, Bubble. Rosie Perez. Carla. 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 Um, she is Laura, who is Isabella Rosalini, uh, is the one who convinc- like just lets Carla know that's like she's got to get away from Max because he needs to like move move along with shit. She's done. So like that that ends up being like her save the cat at the end of the day. Like I don't know if it's exactly an arc and maybe she did it for selfish reasons ultimately. But I I don't know. I just found it really interesting and I wondered I actually pondered this aloud to you guys when we were watching the movie. Um is that the way it was written for her to come off like that or is is it like a, a victim of time and now maybe where she appeared like just to be a really strong-willed person speaking like to to like get her own at a time when maybe that was a much needed voice to now it looking like yeah what the fuck you're so selfish your husband went and like walked out of a plane crash and has all this publicity around like of course things would be insanely different you would give that person all the space they needed would you not the only time that she ever comes off as like not selfish is when she mentions the son uh a couple of times like that he is spending all of this time with a kid from the plane crash while not spending time with his son are um that she doesn't care if the marriage is over she just cares that max is a good father to their son but but that's there's two that's two occasions the rest of the movie she just complains about how unfair it is to her and yeah. uh, how he's being unfair and yeah, yeah it does make her the pretty clear villain like i mean the the lawyer guy is sleazy but he's not he he's only slightly fighting max's like moral compass i guess 
Well, no, he's Took. super sleazy. He's an ambulance chaser. That's why he was at the hospital. He lied about that. That's it. He was an ambulance chaser. He's like, I got lucky to get here. <laughs> he's yeah. chasing ambulances. But, yeah, he's but, definitely a dirtbag. For sure, but he's but like he, not a real villain. No, but he admits that he's a dirtbag all the time. So he, he's exactly. aware of his dirtbag. He, she's unaware. And he's acting as we expect him to act. Yeah, she's, yeah so she's he's only there to prove... Behavior. He's there as a counter to Max to like get Max to really state his his values clearly. I yeah. won't lie. I won't do this. Fuck that. I'm going to push back because Max like has to have some principles around this this thing. So I don't know. It, 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 he's there to more bolster Max's character than be a villain. So it's really interesting that she ends up being the villain in this because you would think that Max's battle against whatever state of mind he's in that's obviously not healthy right the whole movie like this trance that he's in pretty much until the final scene uh the movie encompasses that from when he's like snaps to walking like through the cornfield and he's like rescuing people and being like i didn't help anyone and then running away and then he tries to save rosie and he tries to save the other little boy like afterwards like that's the trend and he's like feels like he can't die through the whole to the whole film um and then when he finally like eats the strawberry at the end and he's lost his power uh, basically because he's ready to be saved or is saved in that moment. And then off we go. Yeah, see, yeah. Off, the we go. off we go. The biggest thing that this movie needed was an editor. <laughs> like I, I noticed it a lot this time. Scenes and are a way, writer. <laughs> well, if you would have edited out some of the bad, you could have covered up for some of that. Like the, the scenes are way too long. All of the dialogue scenes um, between him and his wife are like five minutes when they could have been like two minutes. The ending gotta, should have like been way shorter and yeah. cut like way I down. Gotta tell, I got to tell our, our listeners that Brent was uh, agitated after this movie. Oh, ended. Brent and Hillary. But Brent and Hillary silently watched the end of the movie and both had very strong reactions to the end of this movie. Very, And I, I, I didn't want to know what they were, but they were... But they are very strong. There is, <laughs> there is a, a there is like something. A, there is something to it. Yeah, and I just and I want not, Brent to go. You know, I just want to hear it. This Brent. movie is very over the top. Give it, um, give it to me. But uh, yes, but we'll this just wait movie. Though. Well, that's the end though. This movie is incredibly over the top, um, and um, uh, very <laughs> once again v- way too long. Um, yeah, for for the scenes that are going on, but but I mean, <laughs> you, like you could have simply fixed things with tiny little edits, like no. when he. I don't. I don't no, know. No, you can. I don't know. Well, you can. No, you cannot. You I think. I, I think. I'm not saying you could have saved movie, the movie. This Humpty. movie is a shit sandwich, friend. Okay, Humpty, well let's hear why. Maybe? I want to hear Humpty. why. This movie's a Humpty Dumpty. Okay. Because it's bad and it's dumb. I was hoping this would happen. You can't say it's bad and it's dumb. What's I'm going to explain. I was just waiting for your response so I could respond to your response, which (laughs) thank you for responding in turn. Now, let me say... So at the like let's fucking start at the end. The fact that he like all of a sudden loses his strawberry power and then she's there and she saves him right after he said I need you to save me and um and and she does and but we already know that she's like a selfish uh a bitch basically, right? And and so that's the happy ending is that he ends up with her. He he survives a plane crash. He rescues a couple people. He completely abandons his family. He cheats on his wife. His wife's a horrible person. He's a horrible person. Rosie Perez, I actually forgive and fucking kills it. By the way, she she kills it. Um, but like, what the fuck are we talking about? None of that shit makes sense. It's I don't cheer for any of these people. It's not even an interesting story to me because I mean, Jeff Bridges and and Rosie Perez, I could have got behind the whole thing. But there's too many other elements in here that are fucking mismatched or upsetting or boring. But you don't think that those could have been those those pieces could be edited out from this movie. This is a 202 movie. You don't think like you could edit a half an hour out of this shit? Think if he never says to his wife, I want you to save me. Edit that out, first of all. Yeah, think well, if definitely you, don't do that. Think if you edit out at the end where he breathes, like f- takes a deep breath, and then it cuts to black. Instead of him like rolling around going, I'm alive, I'm alive, I'm alive. <laughs> all that could have gone. Oh, 
fucking Jesus. I'm just <laughs> saying there's also, moments. Also, what the shit? Is he touched by God then? Like, is that where his strawberry yeah. powers come from? Yeah, it's a great I question. Think it's, I think it's, a, it's they're, they're trying to make you believe that it's mind over matter, that he believed so strongly that that he, he was special, that his allergies were like, he was like mentally overcoming his allergies. I don't fucking know. Yeah, no, that's not how allergies work. No, also, I know. If we, you are anaphylactic who know to strawberries, you can't be given mouth to mouth and survive. Well, and he ate no, a shit ton of strawberries. That's not how it fucking works. He ate a I know. shit ton of strawberries, a lot of strawberries in this movie. Throughout the movie, but he only ate half of one there. Yeah, as soon as it touched oh, he, his he lips, had he had, had, lost, his, he had, he had lost his power because but he knew, Rosie told him. Like, it, the, the directing showed that he knew that the strawberry was going to affect him. Yes. Or well, he feared it. He suspected strongly because he feared it. Is when he is how yeah. He he's like, I've powers. lost it now that I am now that I'm vulnerable and ready to be saved. I've lost my power to be the savior. What and the when I eat, and then he was that? like, when I eat, I don't know. That's just how I'm interpreting it. And it's still, I don't love it. No, I, I agree with you. I agree yeah. with you. I just mean okay. Like, <clears throat> I want to say something now because. Um, one of the big misses of this movie for me is John Tutoro as Dr. Bill Perlman, who oh, there was a real one. chance to play on the chemistry between him and Max by putting them together a bit more. He's only just ever there in the background and then he disappears for the final like 20 or 30 minutes of the movie. He never does anything to help anything ever. He fucks up that big session where you get a whole bunch of victims of a horribly tragic situation in the room together, you don't do that and have everybody do share. The group therapy does work for things for people who are like sharing past remembrances and like traumas and stuff like that. And one or two people will tell a big story and everyone will get in the like, oh man, fuck shit's horrible for other people too. And that gives me strength to go forward. Sispa, rumra, whatever the fuck. But you don't put like a couple of weeks or months after like, how was your experience of the crash? Talk about it. Fuck that. You don't do it. So like, that part of it like really put a sour taste in my mouth because it could have been a better more between him and Max even him and the Tortoro and the family him as the therapist trying to guide him through until he finally helps him get over the final bit uh, but he have, doesn't do any of that you shit Max just able to edit out all the strawberry shit you could have edited yeah. out that whole scene where they go to the they all of the people get together that scene was useless because, like, yeah. you already know that Rosie Perez blames herself because she looks at her hands in the car. So why are you, like, trying to reinforce that information again where she screams at the stewardess? Just give it all of that scene. Yeah. It's not necessary. It's a bunch of people we never see again. He crashes a woman and himself into a brick wall. Yeah. With her holding a toolbox. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> which then becomes a cannonball. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. And then he gets fucking hospitalized. And like it's a miracle they're both not fucking dead. Or- yes. That should have been an advertisement Thanks, Volvo. for Volvo. Sponsored yeah. by Volvo. Fuck. I mean. Even that would be a huge climax, right, for the movie um, that I could live with. Because it would show like how how far he's willing to go with this delusion that he is a savior it is and that she forgives him for it and like she's cured by it is is cool right that is the kind of cool part of this movie where it walks the fine line of it is he is he like spiritually uh blessed and he has the touch in that case he just did a thing that seemed outrageous at the time but it worked right so it's i don't get the hand of god in that but i don't get the allergy thing definitely why it would just go away unless there is some phenomenon about people under insane stress situations losing allergies and i don't think that there is no i mean perhaps there was an extended adrenaline response there and like i say that as a person who's very scientific but not really at all if you could have so. just had this straw, him eat the one strawberry in the beginning and offer it to the woman, and she says, didn't you almost die from eating a strawberry once? But no, instead, the problem with this movie is they beat you over the head with the strawberry things. He's eating strawberries. He's just walking around with strawberries in his pockets everywhere he goes. You didn't need that. We got that in the beginning, and then we get him eating the strawberry at the end. You didn't even have to set up the strawberry thing. He could have eaten the strawberry intentionally at the end without ever seeing a strawberry. And his wife's like, no, no, he's allergic. And she like tries to save him without yeah. ever him eating strawberries the whole movie. That's why I'm saying 
You could edit the Remember shit out of this too, movie. Remember, too, though, that the first thing he does when he gets, like, fucking off the plane is orders strawberry pancakes. You just would not. My girlfriend is deathly allergic to eggs. The, if she fucking plane crashed and she walked off, it doesn't matter how calm and spiritual <laughs> I'm she eat felt. Eggs. She's I not know, running yeah, to the diner and ordering <laughs> fucking scrambled eggs. He's like, this is the measure of my immortality is the strawberry. fuck, man? I mean, that's stupid. It, that should have been a subtle, somehow a subtle reference, but it ends up being a huge element of his But they, they power. beat you over the head. They beat you over the head with the um, stuff with the Rosie Perez Carla character too. Like oh, there's yeah. like way too much of her doing the same stuff with her hands, talking about yeah. bubble, bubble this, bubble that. Yeah, yeah. She ends up leaving Benicio later in the film, right? And he all he tries to do is get more money for the baby. But really, he doesn't serve any like big purpose in the movie. A little opposition for her in her recovery, but it wasn't necessary because she could his, have been that distraught and alone with the baby. His character he's, also he's, is it's unfortunately a waste. Because why would she be with him? There's no way that this would just his personality and his like insensitivity and his lack of empathy for his own. Yeah, the he doesn't make sense as a character. No, why would no. she ever be with him? Like she, they would never be together. Unless if he's that's not who the he dad. Was. Like, is he the biologic dad? Is that yeah? He said? was, yeah. he was, but he okay. just became a total asshole when his kid died. All of a sudden, that makes no sense. Like, dude, he get, doesn't even. Maybe he, he was super nice to everybody but, else, but he was yeah, just a di- like. That's he was exactly. he was a uh, cold and dickish to Rosie. Yeah, and and like you're right. Like about everything you say, like he is he is a void of any character uh, personality. It, except for when he's in front of a uh, fucking Dan or Bridges, and then he's very nice, and then he's like conniving on the phone, and he's a dick to his fucking wife, and he has no, absolutely zero remorse or um, any kind of sadness for the loss of his fucking no. baby son, man, or no, daughter, he, or whatever. He's on top his of Rosie. Child, like, get up yeah. and. At first, you think maybe she is like like going catatonic, and he's just trying to get her up. But he's like he immediately starts dealing out, like hor- saying horrible things. Anyway, and it's yeah. obvious what he's after. So he's like mustache twisting at best, and it's a it's a waste because he could have I don't know what he could have added right now because we're talking about cutting stuff from this movie. But that's more snip snips. Um, like the, so, the idea of a guy who feels invincible after surviving such a thing and having maybe like he just was calm like th- that he was calm at right and able to come to grips with what was happening whether he felt it was spiritual or not that's all fine and if he helped a bunch of people out and they like are like oh my god he's the savior like he, he what do they call him the good samaritan right because they weren't yeah. overly worshiping him they were just very thankful that he was there he was famous that's all fuck, fine and only once did someone try to take his picture it's true yeah. You could it's also true. think so, about so this like, too. Think if you edited Benicio del Toro's bad shit out, like all of his bad shit out, and she never leaves him. Nothing would have changed. She doesn't end up with Max. Why does she need to leave her husband? Why yeah. does he need to be a dick? And out that useless. phone call. And yeah. out that phone call. Like let him just be who he was. This like guy who's like and like let Max help him with his woodwork. Like why does he have to fucking go down? Like what the fuck? Yeah, yeah, that character I, should be so fucking minimal, and um, and the the big question though here is is he touched by God? Because that's the only way that we can explain away the allergy, as yeah. far as we know, right? Um, and if he is touched by God, then to me this story is boring, because he's moved by God's hand, God in this scenario assumedly the biblical god being all fucking powerful and if you're all powerful then why am i fucking why am i interested in you just walking around and then abusing a wife and your your wife and fucking son so that you can rescue rosie perez yeah like I don't know. None of that shit makes sense. Where, uh, where, where's the fucking balance? I never interpreted though myself anyway. I never interpreted that he was actually touched by God. I always interpreted that he, he was had a he was like seriously had uh, mentally impaired from from post traumatic stress disorder from the plane crash, and like he can't get he can't he's his thought is he 
He isn't the same person he was before. It's changed him, like, mentally. Um, and he, he can't break free of it. That's how my interpretation's always been. I've never, ever thought that he was, there was anything spiritual going on. I, I um, only think the, the spiritual angle comes in because of the allergy thing. That's the only reason it brings it in. Everything, else, it everything I, else could be explained by, um, like, even the flashes of light. Like those are those are, are references, very, but but they don't mean God, right? But, well, they but, look like a big, but they're cues. Eye. Yeah, but yeah, and they're also like cues to when he like because every time he sees it, then he like that's his like ding in his brain. He's like, okay, I, this is what yeah, I can yeah. do. So that's okay, right? Because it doesn't it doesn't scream spiritual and touched. But but the allergic thing is like almost superhuman, which does. That's the only thing. So yeah, if you get if you. Uh, like he 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 gets in so many other situations where he's like close to killing himself maybe or like where he's showing his his fearlessness but but ultimately you only need a little bit of that and then i like what what's important about this movie is that he gets to save people which reinforces his whatever delusion caused by extreme stress so i'm not saying it was a horrible thing to do um, but it's crazy what he ends up doing. But then I need like I don't know, get Del Toro in there or his his wife to his wife's another thing just for me personally. And maybe if you were gonna like make some changes for today, but like she should be if she was trying to help him and he just was like not able to deal with her for like his own shame and guilt reasons, whatever X Y Z, it doesn't matter. She could be trying to help and he could be pushing her away, drawing in his office, ignoring her, blah blah blah. All the same shit without her being like, what about me? What about me? She could be like, how do we help him? And that could be the challenge. That would be much more interesting for me because then I wouldn't hate her. I'd be more concerned about Max. Um, and like through some of this movie in the early scenes, Max um, like runs away and does crazy shit. And I found myself thinking like, I have no idea how I would act having walked out of a plane crash. Um and it does like crazy things to people. I I don't know. Did we ever c- confirm who it was? There was one one of the music artists who survived a plane crash, but then later was it committed John suicide. I, I no, I don't know. No, Denver was hit the side of a guy from some forty one or something uh, like that. Um, oh. Anyway, he, he survived the plane crash and then he committed suicide like shortly after or years later. I think it was like maybe a year after or Is two years recent? after. Kind of, yeah. Might have been yeah. In the I think it's the DJ. I think it's the DJ that crashed with Travis Barker. Up yeah, I think that's right. I think that's Avicii. right. Avicii. Yeah. So Avicii. like, it, it's Fuck, like um, I sound old. I can't remember his name. It's okay, but like, hopefully, people at least recall a bit of like I, what everything I just said is inaccurate. So like, you, but you get what I'm going at. Anyway, it, I'm just trying to say that it, I'm never too surprised by when Max does something weird because I can't judge that too much. But I just. <laughs> I needed the movie to have a little bit more to wrap its head around than just Max running around and doing things. And I really thought, really thought the most interesting choice of all is showing the full crash at the end of the movie. Like to give that as like the final climax is is making sure that we leave this movie on the lowest, most terrified note as like people experience their very last moments in slow motion and we get to see that. I think that should have fucking happened way earlier in the movie, like end of the second act or something leading into like all is lost because holy fucking down er on the tail end of this movie, having not learned a ton that I can take away about like personal growth and shit, except try and be more open and communicative so that was, I so it was depressing it was it such a depressing ending that's what it was the yeah the fucking it, movie is depressing yeah the movie is From depressing start to end man this movie has got like very little to offer in the way of uh <laughs> like you know reasonable entertainment or fucking any sense of joy <laughs> the movie is a thief of joy <laughs> but but then if it is if it is That's right true. and then I'm try- it it sh- it should have something that it delivers to me <clears throat> that's like a cautionary tale or you know everlasting hope I don't know maybe I guess there's a little hope I wouldn't say this ending is bittersweet because he does live and he is going to return to normal life and maybe he'll be really fucked up I don't know once he starts to face things um but goddamn, like, but to couple that with the crash, 
at the end, and I'm just like, oh my god! The dialogue Slice. also, Slice. the dialogue's also too on the nose all the time. It's way, way too on the nose. Like there's no subtext. So there's no subtext. Everyone's always talking about saving. Max saving this person and Max saving that person and Max save me and Max needs to be saved, 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 saved. You don't need to talk about it. Like you can see that that's happening. Show don't tell. Stop, stop saying that word over and over. And he should have never said to his wife, I want you to save me. That was ridiculous. And then she saves him. It's so bad. Like he should have never said that. They should have stared at each other. He could. He could have what? even said like something close. No, like, they shouldn't have. They shouldn't have said anything. Fine, they should have been like fine. a long, awkward pause, <laughs> and then there's a knock at the door. You don't yeah. need it. Like, why do you need dialogue? Like, fuck off with the yeah, dialogue no, in this don't. movie. <laughs> it's awful. I would have um, cut so fucking much from this movie. Yeah. Like. Like. Yeah, okay. Maybe. So another. An, another revelation from the scene where um, Tutoro has his big therapy session is that Rosie confronts the steward, the 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 flight attendant who tried to help help her, um, and that just <laughs> was like just really mean. The flight attendant too. What was her motive for wanting to see Rosie? Because she she totally did fuck Rosie over. Why would she want to see her? She's yeah, like, I she was to see she you. was trying to get she was trying to get herself absolved. From the source, and she was hoping Rosie would be like, "Oh, it was a crash. What are we gonna do?" But instead, Rosie was like, what the fuck? <laughs> "Billy, <laughs> fuck you, Billy." Yeah. Um. <laughs> Rosie is not happy. Yeah. No. And uh, so, like, I mean, understandably, it's so in that position. But why would you put those two people? Well, I guess you can't know, right? His whole the, idea was a bad idea. This guy's the worst shrink ever. I agree with no, that. No, it it was. And he's a, yeah. he's a fucking a nobody in this movie. He, he is has yeah. no effect on after anything. that scene. After that scene, he is seen with Benicio as they both go to visit uh, Carla, and then they're just there, like, oh, they're gonna do this alone. That's fine. Oh, they're, yeah. then you're out of the scene. Now the transition. They're gonna go to church. That's fine. And then we just don't see him again because, and like, why do we need to, to see him? Bridges' wife. Yeah, about Jeff Bridges. Yeah, yeah, he I'm totally sure betrays. I know I'm he's pretty so sure that's not allowed. He's the worst. Therapist. About both of them, he talks about Carla too. It's oh yeah, exactly. Movie. Jesus, I'm like I think the therapist could say things like, in general, like, like they need help or things aren't good. Like that would be okay. Like we're in crisis here. Because like uh, if he's in he's he in a crisis that you can't just like leave for some doctor patient privilege. Like he's in. He could go do anything at any time, and I think they know. Like he's a he could as a potential ticking time bomb, which he proves correct a couple of times uh, throughout this movie. Uh, but we could state, have learned. I gotta think maybe you should be committed, right? Yeah. If you're in the I, constant watch zone, then you have to be somewhere for observation. Yeah. Like, um, you can't deputize uh, the guy's wife. No, you can't. You can't. Um. So the Sopranos, right? The show did a really great job in, um, in like teaching people a little bit about therapy, right? Enough telling she had to explain things to Tony in a way that he made sense to him, right? And then that that also explained things to the audience, right? Like his mother having, um, what did she have? Disassociative disorder or no borderline personality disorder, right? And you got to yeah, learn yeah, about yeah. that. Yeah, that's and, correct. And that, this they don't do that like it, it's great almost the scene where Max comes home and Tutoro's there and people are like what's happening and they're asking him questions and Max gives a weird answer and, and, and Tutoro's like that's perfectly fine or that's not okay oh no Max don't do this and then Max kind of treats him whatever I like I know I kind of like that chemistry but it was also great because that was an opportunity for Tutoro to kind of explain and talk to Max a bit about what he's going through for our benefit as the audience. And it just, that never happened either. So I didn't have an appreciation for what Max was going through other than that he was doing crazy things and was unpredictable. John, you are fucking nailing it. Nice. Good. Yeah, I totally agree with what you're saying. It's, yeah, it's a it's, big um, mess. It is a big mess. And I, it's like I was going to say that I thought Colin might be right with the cuts and maybe I was being too harsh, but... After review, no, it's totally a Humpty Dumpty. You can't, you can't put this you, you, any yeah. other way because if you're making all the cuts we're talking about, I mean, there's there's too many character chunks missing. 
and there's not enough building blocks to put those pieces back without fucking sacrificing the exact same issue right it would also make the movie like an hour and 20 minutes long or something it would be way too short then yeah so that's right that's right 20 is great (laughs) well but for Um, a drama like this it'd probably be shorter than it'd be shorter than porky's why yeah. Yeah, but why not have short dramas? Like, I don't know. Fair. Like why in this case, no, that's a good point. Especially I've if it's huge. It that way. How long is um, the sweetheart after, Colin? Do you know? It's is that a like short? Two hours. It's probably two hours. Okay. Yeah. I wonder if that's a little Brent too long. Brent hasn't too. seen it. I'm gonna. I'm gonna watch it. Well, with them. Br- Brent, you hadn't seen this oh, either, right? Sweet. What's that? You hadn't seen this either, right? I had not seen this. No, and Colin, this time. I Colin, didn't actually even know about this movie. Yeah, yeah. And and Colin, you knew about this movie more than anyone. You showed this movie to me years ago. Um, and I watched it. And at the time, I mean, it must have been 10 years ago when you showed it to me for the first time. And maybe I've watched it one other time since. Um, this movie always struck me with the huge emotional impact. There are like some really big, big things happening in this movie that sit with you because... This movie gives you an interesting and detailed kind of perspective into what it might be like in a plane crash. Um, And, you know, people are flying more and more these days. So, you know, it's particularly scary um, that things can go wrong and and that can that can happen. So this movie gives you plenty of time to to live and and stick with that. Um, Yeah, it uh, (laughs) it is very depressing. There's no ups and downs. There's no there's it's no. There's no peaks and valleys. It's just kind of like flat. Yeah. Dude, a little bit, I, teeny bit, whether at the mall, maybe shopping for the gifts or I don't know. I'm yeah, glad and we waited to get home before watching this. Colin and I were just in Mexico and I watched Yellow Jackets. <laughs> I started watching Yellow Jackets oh, before yeah. I left. Lord of the Flies. Which, <laughs> if you don't know, is also about a plane crash. Yep. And then if I had seen this, I might have started to think that the universe was sending me signs. Yeah. Uh, and I might have yeah. had some nerves one way or another. About yeah, that. that's fair. The ending the ending is very well done. Yeah, but it's sure. kind of a hard way of the showing you the plane crash at the end. Like Once again, the directing isn't the problem in this movie necessarily. No. The writing and the, the editing... Uh, our problems uh the directing is good and the acting is most is i I mean it's good right like it's uh, i I don't even think we need to see the plane crash ever that's fair i i I don't mind snippets because it really locks you in snippets are nice like i like Like, seeing him with that little boy that he's yeah exactly and i think it's important that that. he changes seats and he leaves q behind yeah 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 he (laughs) leaves q But Um, Q will be fine. He's fucking all powerful. Q. But it's like, but then it's kind of funny because there's always like the mystery of like, how does he know that guy is was instantly killed? Because then that I question that I never question it that he knows. I'm like, because he was sitting with him. But then at the end of the movie, it's like, no, he went to sit with the kid, so we wouldn't have a fucking clue. Like, obviously, he's dead and not coming back if he didn't walk out. Um, But yeah, that that was just another. But it's also shockingly in 93 with all the special effects and CG that we have these days. I thought that that plane crash is the most realistic plane crash I've ever seen. Yeah, it was it was great. Yeah. The the way they said the opening scene apparently was a two million dollar spend to get that like cornfield raked and get all the debris, hundreds of suitcases, fake bodies, stuff like that. Like they, they put in the work. Right. And then, yes, the interiors at the end when everything's coming apart, it's a little bit overdone. Uh, it's well, like, um, it's just, it's, it's like the shock of it. It's almost like, I, like, I, I think I have a tough time saying that this movie isn't that great um, because it's like, it's hard to be like plain tragedies don't make me feel. Um, and this is like, but this just isn't of the level of a event that they're making you watch. And it's like a horrible train wreck. Like that's not what it's about. They just use it as a vehicle to make you feel like shit. But it should have been about like him recovering from that impact, not leaving us with it. And then I'm alive. It's like, what the fuck? It's such a, it, it made me mad. Now I'm mad. Let me ask you a question. <laughs> ask away. Uh, Jeff Bridges and Rosie Perez were on the same plane crash. Yeah? Yeah. How the fuck 
did Jeff Bridges not hear Rosie Perez screaming to goddamn heaven for her fucking baby with that fucking voice in that fucking cabin? Jeff Bridges calmly walks up to sit with another kid that looks like worried. What about the baby? He could have saved a baby and instead he ignored her cries so that he could calmly touch a couple people on the shoulder. Yeah. And then go sit with the boy. Well, to God be honest, works he in did mysterious see, ways. He he did save a baby. He saved someone <laughs> he else's did save baby. A baby. Just not her yeah. baby. He can't save just all of Just not baby. bubble. He can't save all the babies, man. He could he have only fucking one baby. suitcased bubble. He could have put him in the carry-on. He could have put him in a seatbelt. Like so maybe a Carla Rosie was wanted. in the very back, and he was in the very front. Well, I wonder. I do got to tell you, I don't think a baby does well in a seatbelt. I think like, but better than in hands for sure. Fuck. I guess. I don't know. Like, oh, those doughy little bodies, you know, just. Yeah. Yeah, squishy. But at least you'd know where it is and you'd be able to help it afterwards. Sure. Unless the seat went flying, but at least, call, you know, it's secured it somewhere. Um, okay. Well, it's a little <laughs> early to gender it. I guess. <laughs> yeah, you know what? It's not the whole. <laughs> it's a baby we know it. we know it um like um any surprises um like we all said rosie perez i did if i didn't say it i i, I will she jump nailed in. it she's good um she fucking she, nails it she's amazing in this actually. yeah like she deserve the oscar nod yeah fuck yeah she should have probably won over the piano chick anna paquin yeah also oh, yeah. up was holly hunter winona Ryder, and emma thompson so that's some Winona big company. For what? Winona for Age of Innocence. Oh. A, uh, oh. I haven't seen that in a long time. <laughs> I haven't seen it. Yeah. Screenplay written by Maris Gorsese. So I, I, and Daniel Day-Lewis is in that. So yeah. I'm getting the sense that there's not a lot of hold up on this uh, This movie, movie so. doesn't hold up. Uh, I don't mind saying up. no. It, may, like, it made me mad because there's some wasted potential here. Um it made think, me mad. It made my girlfriend sad. Yeah. Aww. Yeah. It should have, it should have had, this movie should have had deep tragedy that like gave you some like huge things to think about on, upon reflection, but it shouldn't have left you with that well, at the end of this movie. You could have had him. We experienced a plane crash. Like you said, um, like because of the trauma. Yeah, and without him act. having eating a strawberry, you could have had that happen. Yeah, and then through the therapy that Tutoro gives him, he and through the coaching of his wife and support that he accepts, he gets over it and like is ready. I'm fine with it ending that he's ready to be saved and isn't saved yet, um, because of because this movie also does well to make part of the point that he goes and goes out of his way to save others. That's an important part of the story of this movie. So that's um, I would absolutely keep that. A, a movie that I does a do much like better job of telling this story is is Robert Redford's directorial debut, Ordinary People. I is mean, right? you watched it, John. That yeah, one about did. the boy who who was in the boat crash with his brother. Yep. That movie like does a great job of um of uh, uh analyzing somebody who's been through a trauma and and having them face that trauma and overcome it yeah this does a bad job of that yeah it's a, yeah, a much walks it, around it like played, goddamn example. john from cincinnati yeah that's the fucking end of the movie and then all of a sudden there's a bam and he's somebody yeah it's fucking boring yeah he like that he that he's like in a battle against god though he doesn't seem to be a super spiritual guy uh, there's no other hint of that except when he like has this experience and then that they throw in the allergy thing just that set off this spirituality part of this movie that I, there's like no other subtext towards it except that it's like kind of there with flashy lights to support it. Yeah. Fuck it. I don't like it. And uh, it could have been a lot better. You know what? And it's all is not lost. Not only I wouldn't remake this. I would just write a better movie. And have a tragedy and someone go through it better than this. Every, the performances by everyone are fairly solid in this. It's Which just is they didn't a, have a such good a script. waste. Yeah. I mean, like, Totoro is good. Bridges is good. Uh, you know, like, they just don't have enough to do. Even the guy who plays the uh, the lawyer is good. He's the yeah, comic house. relief. And he's yeah. the only comic relief and he's entertaining. But he, it's not enough to make this dreary movie um, funny. I wouldn't definitely would call it if he, there's no. not a lot of humor. 
No. 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 Fuck no. They're, this right. movie sucks the goddamn life out of the room. All right. What do we got next? Is it a little bit more happy, John? Um. Yeah, it ought to be. Um, if it's not, bring your razors to viewing night. <laughs> no. <laughs> what do we got? Too funny. I'm looking it up. Why don't you sing us a song in the meantime? Boop, boop, boop. Everybody, hey, that was pretty good. We made a song. I believe it is. Do we think the Jet Li Fearless movie would be better than than this movie? I I never liked that the first time. Um, is are we into the animal uh, movies? Is that what's going on? Uh, no, no. We have uh, Gene Hackman in The French Connection, and then uh, Jack in Chinatown. Those are our two to round out February. Uh, They're not funny. Then then we have (laughs) then we have Animal Sidekick March, but we've already like we only know two of those movies. Um, because we because we established that Johnny is not good at picking four. (laughs) Well, no, John. Like really I, I dropped nailed the two. ball on this. I nailed two, but I couldn't lock you in. You did the nail two. two. I don't know. I yeah. We'll we'll, Brent, we'll figure that got? one out. I think Brent had one. I can't remember what it is now. I had a ton. Turner and Hooch. Yes. Uh, fucking canine. Yeah, those fucking are the ones. Those are those the are on there already. Good ones. <laughs> yeah. on canine is. Canine yeah. is first in March. Then Turner what about and Beethoven? Hooch. Is that Animal Sidekick? That's a hundred percent animal. Is that a movie? Is that, do we want to do that movie for, for hold up? Yeah, it's a little kitty. Charles we'll, Grodin. We'll yeah, figure, oh, is, is, is it kitty? I can't fucking remember. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it Look, out. We'll find two more. Will. Don't worry. We'll folks. put it together. There's a billion fucking animal. There is. There's a lot. Canine and Turner and Hooch guaranteed coming though. Those are coming. Yeah, apparently. Just like Kill Bill Volume One. Wink, wink. I think Disney made both those too. So it's uploaded already. Wink, wink. Hey, nice. Bink, bink. All right. Maybe we'll wink, get Kill wink. Bill released <laughs> soon. Because there's no waiting. We're just going to drop it. So maybe you'll see that coming up at some point. Midweek nice. drop from the guys? Oh, my God. Okay, great. Well, fuck. We took this one for the team. But <laughs> if you are if you follow our shit uh, and enjoy your shit... <laughs> it's entirely possible that you've watched this movie maybe in preparation for this podcast. And if you've done so, I apologize. Feel better. <laughs> I'm sorry. Apologize. Yeah. Like this is this is what I was like afraid. <laughs> I like my Rosie Deadwood. Perez's performance Deadwood, is worth uh, watching this movie. You should see this right? movie just for Rosie Perez. I guess. But, but blows, be prepared like to be sad. Crazy. Like this is what I was afraid uh, Requiem for a Dream would leave me like. Like that you know total what, though? If this ending, movie this was about worse. her, I was happier at the end of Requiem yes. than, than she, yes. she has. Rosie has the arc. Like she's the one who says goodbye to Max and makes him say, "He's like well, goodbye." But she's not and the then, main character. And then she, but she should have been. Like her story is the most interesting. Yeah, yeah. But she overcomes the loss of a child. So like, if she was the main character, and then she said goodbye to this crazy fuck that like yeah, if it's got not- her, and I drove her car into the wall with her in the back seat. Like that would have been a movie. Other it than his God Rosie. complex, that's what it's. Oh, Carla. Other, Carla. Other than his God <laughs> complex, Max is an asshole, right? If you take that away, he just does asshole things the whole time. Oh, so. he's a total asshole. And yeah. I said asshole. That's right. So there he you go. Slaps he slaps the he slaps the therapist in his living room like right off the bat. Yeah. Backhands yeah. him. I, I mean, hit him yeah. that hard. This movie had some like basis in reality based on a similar flight, but you know what? I don't give a fuck because that's not what this movie's about. So, the crash is a backdrop, a traumatic experience to tie them together. And uh, I wish Hellboy had to come in somewhere. That would have been better. But no, none of that happened. Hellboy I just want to say, I'm really proud of us. Yeah. Nobody made the bubble pop joke. <laughs> I'm not sure. Didn't you just? I laughed. I lulled. I lulled. <laughs> Look, honestly, yeah, that's no, a funny name brave. for a kid that fucking, you know, like, you know, expires the way that Bubble does. Yep. Bubble uh-huh. go boom. Boink yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bubble. That's okay. That. Yeah. Look, this podcast should end. <laughs> Great. The yeah. Way dead baby. John's trying Good to end, horrid, <laughs> depressing. <laughs> Dead baby <laughs> references. And good night. Oh my gosh. Okay. 
Just like Peter were intended. Yeah, yep. thanks. Yeah, well, I guess yeah, we'll leave you on a downer too. Okay, um, the French Connection. Exciting. Oui. I actually can't wait for it because that one, I'm like, I have this good feeling. I've seen it little enough, maybe not even the whole way through ever, but definitely seen bits. Um, so but how I'm looking I feel forward. too, actually. I'm I don't looking know if forward. I've seen this thing from beginning to end, to be honest. Nice. And Chinatown, have, complete surprise. I've seen Chinatown time. twice. Oh, I've not yeah. seen Chinatown. It's Chinatown, baby. Let's I've go to Chinatown. Chinatown. All right. <laughs> All right, folks. Uh, thanks for coming out for this one. Sorry it was kind of a downer, but you got to watch these. You got to find these movies, and you got to be able to say, "Look, these are some big ideas." But fuck this movie, uh, and people love this movie. If you look at the <laughs> critiques and stuff, eighty-five percent on Rotten Tomatoes, seven point eight out of ten. IMDb has this like rated B plus on uh, Cinescore, other like three out of four stars from Siskel and Ebert. This movie tricks you when you watch it. It with its like big big themes and crash and surviving and you're thinking about surviving a plane crash and what would you you don't know this movie tricks you but what's actually there we have a word for this on hold up it's fucking nonsense nonsense that's our word that's yeah. ours now <laughs> that's our word stamp folks. of nonsense approval yeah Okay, so just uh, digest that, think about that, and then uh, we'll be back next week with the next episode. Uh, Thanks for listening. See you in the next one. And as always, enjoy your shit. Thanks for listening, everyone. Make sure you follow us on Instagram. Our handle is holdup underscore podcast. You can fire us a comment or two, add a movie to our wish list, and we always post a hint about our next episode in the middle of the week. Feel free to drop us an email directly if you've got some feedback for us. Our email is podcast.holdup at gmail.com. Our podcast can be found where most podcasts are these days. Podbean, iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, and Player FM.